Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey everyone, welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. I am your host for today. Live right in the real world is the tagline of the show where we will show you the real world, both visible and invisible, and you decide how to live right in it. Thank you for being here, everyone. I really appreciate you taking the time. I've got a great show for you today. I have a great guest. We just spent way too much time chatting before recording, and I wish I had recorded every bit of it. Uh, you're in for a treat here. So just uh, I'll bring her on in just a moment. Just a couple quick announcements for you. Look, we're coming into a new year. This is probably, I say probably because I don't know for sure, the last show of 2022 for me. I do. I did plan on taking a break this week. As you know, it didn't work out. I kept doing shows. However, uh, we want to start the new year in a right way. It's important. So two things just that I want to do to help you uh, do that and, and with myself as well. First thing is Sunday is New Year's Day and I will be doing a broadcast Sunday morning, regular time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But also for the entire month of January, I'm going to ask you to participate in something and it's really simple. You know, earlier this year, I did something just for the people who support me. And I recorded um, all of the proverbs. And each proverb recording is about, you know, three to five minutes, average four minutes. And the proverbs are the wisdom of God. It's right in the center of the Bible. It's the wisdom of God. And, you know, anyone who's a, a Christian person in business one of the practices that you would do is you'd read a proverb each day of the month. So the first day you read the first proverb and the second day, the second, the third day, the third, and so on and so forth. And I've, so I've done one for every day of the month of January and they will come out that morning of that day. So I'm going to ask you, uh, and it's only going to be on Podbean folks. They're only audio recordings. It's better that way. So if you're watching on YouTube or Rumble or whatever channel it is, Odyssey, go on to Facebook. I got to start including Facebook. Man, Facebook's blowing up. Thank you so much, Facebook people. Um, but you're going to have to go to the website that's right at the bottom of the screen here, right on radio. <coughs> oh, excuse me, dot podbean.com, right on radio.podbean.com, or just go to download the Podbean app. And then search for Right On Radio, subscribe, of course. And every day, just spend that time doing the Proverbs. Get the wisdom of God in you. You know you're going to need the discernment this year, folks. And the wisdom of God is going to help you do that. So uh, please engage with that. And uh, let's all grow together uh, throughout the month of January. And in fact, beyond that, of course. But if you could spend that four minutes every morning uh, for the month of January, I think it's really going to help you. Um, last thing, this broadcast is brought to you by mylibertystand.com. 
I've taken a stand. It's one of the best moves I've made. You should too. If you don't know what it is, I'm not going to spend a long time. Go to mylibertystand.com. Just read it. You're not going to be added to a mailing list or anything like that. Just one person is going to contact you and you want to do it particularly right now because there is a huge announcement being made the first week of January and you want to be locked and loaded. I'm telling you, this could change your and your family's life if you so choose. Don't regret not doing it. Uh, go to mylibertystand.com. And without further ado, my guest I met down at Reckoning Fest. Uh, she spoke right before me, and I was uh, privileged to be able to watch her. And uh, as I understand now, it was her first time doing an actual public speaking engagement with the whole, you know, with half an hour and a PowerPoint presentation, and she knocked it out of the park. Um, she is the content creator for the new George Magazine. And of course, there's a legacy of George Magazine, which we're going to talk about, and it's very, very rich. Uh, she's a journalist. Uh, her name is Rachel, but we call her Right Side Blondie, and that's W-R-I-T-E-S-I-D-E, Blondie. But today, as a term of endearment, I offer you just, I am not. don't want to ruin your branding, you are Right Side Blondie, Rachel. However, today, you are Right On Blondie. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Right On Radio. Thank you, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here. And it was a pleasure to meet you down there. I, I was, it was my first speaking engagement. I was a little nervous. I told you I was, I was a little nervous beforehand, but I think I did okay. And hopefully they want me back at some point in the future. We'll see. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you'll become a staple. You did really great. And well, uh, the presentation was fantastic. And so Obviously, we're going to talk about George Magazine and some of the things and some of the things in the past, especially from that episode, uh, that uh, uh, magazine from 1997. Mm -hmm. However, how did you end up here? Just introduce yourself a little bit to the audience, if you will. I sure will. Okay. So I'm Rachel. I go by Right Side Blonde because I was going to just be a blogger. Um, back in 2020, I woke up when I realized that the media was lying. They saying something. I think this is going on YouTube, so I won't say what they said. But um, long story short, I realized what the media was saying and what I was hearing out of uh, Donald Trump's own mouth were not the same. So it got me to start digging like a lot of your viewers, probably, Jeff. And oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I think a lot of people woke up in 2020. Uh, and I just realized, you know, there's things that need to be done. And talking to family members, a lot of them would say, well, you know, there's not much we can do. We just got to let it kind of play out. There's nothing. And I hated that attitude. I just thought if everybody in America and across the world really had that attitude, um, nothing would ever change. So I'm not, my parents didn't raise me that way. And it's funny because that's one of one of them was my mom. She said, well, what are you going to do about it? Um, and so I thought, well, I like to write. I think I'm good at writing, so I think I'll start a blog and I'll just start writing. So uh, when was it? October of two, what, 2021, so a little over a year ago, Scott McKay, the Patriot Street Fighter, came to my town of Des Moines, Iowa. And I thought, you know what? 
it'd been a year and a half I'd been researching and everything. And I thought, I want to go to that to see who else in my area is awake and, and would follow somebody like Patriot Street Fighter, because I know that if they follow him, then, then they probably know the same things I know. And they've researched the same things I've researched while I was there. And this is how God, this is, it's totally a God story. <laughs> There's no other explanation why I'm in this, why I'm even speaking to you right now. Um, so I went there and I met Tom Numbers who he does Gematria stuff. And he's one of the follow, one of the many people that I would watch before I go to bed. And I had a lot of people I watched and a lot of people I researched. I met Tom there and he's like, you know, you could, we could, I could have you on a show and we could talk about current events and all kinds of things. Um, probably three weeks after that, there was an event in Las Vegas that I decided to go to. And while I was there, I met some other creators and other people in the movement. And from there, it just kind of snowballed. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, Tom convinced me to start a YouTube channel. And the one thing that really always interested me, it just intrigued me really, were the George magazines. The first time I heard of them, and especially the one that many people have you know, come to know and love, which is this one, The Survival Guide to the Future. Um, I thought, I really want that magazine. I just want to read it. It's just so intriguing to me that yeah. they called out the truth, what, you know, the, the whole, you know, this and, you know, the, the, the flu likes thing where I'm not going to say, I don't know what I can say and can't say with YouTube, you know how that goes. Um, so I got, I, I bought this magazine and that's kind of one of the big ones. I actually found the first magazine though, while I was cleaning out the basement of a man who had Alzheimer's, his adult kids lived across the country. They didn't want to fly back to Iowa to clean out this guy's basement. And trust me, it was very messy. And so my husband volunteered us for this job and I was not happy about it. I thought this is going to take a week, take me away from my real job for like a week cleaning out this person's basement. But I found the very first issue of George, the inaugural issue there. It was just in a pile of would have just been probably trash because there were just newspaper clippings in the Oh my goodness, this is so random. It, I'm telling you, Jeff, it's totally a God thing. I There's no other explanation. So I found the very first George magazine. I knew what it was. Um, it I was just elated when I found it. So that's what started the entire collection was that very first issue. And it was ironically the inaugural issue, the very, very first one. And from there, I just kept getting for Christmas, for birthdays, I would ask for George magazines instead of you know, perfume or, you know, clothes or something <laughs> like that. So, um, I, col I collected all of them and June of 2022. So this year I got all of the issues. There's still a couple covers that I'm waiting for. Um, there's 61 covers and 57 issues. I have all the issues, but still waiting for a couple different covers. So I have them all and I have a show on YouTube called the George collection on my channel, right side blonde. And what I do is I, I go through them I read certain articles out of them and we we both know how YouTube is with the censorship and stuff like that. Um, so I've kind of skirted around that by just reading old magazines that talk about things that are current. And so far, knock on wood, I have not been <laughs> in town or anything. So that's good. Yeah, you'd think by saying, I'm just quoting a magazine that you escape the uh, exactly. <laughs> algorithms and stuff like that, but it doesn't really work that way. Exactly. Well. I know there's been a couple of videos they've they've taken down, but none of my George collection videos, knock on wood, hopefully they stay up. So I'm on my, my tomorrow will be my 46th episode. And then the 47th episode will be on January 6th. So I'm excited about that. I've been 
consistent. And if YouTube, you know, last, I think last week I got a strike and um, I just take that as a sign to slow down, take the week off and relax. And because of that strike, now the 47th episode is going to come out on ja uh, January 6th, ironically, because 47th, <laughs> uh, 47th episode was going to be about Donald Trump. There is a cover with Donald Trump on the front of it. <clears throat> and out of 57 issues, guess what number in line in sequence the Donald Trump cover was, Jeff? 45. 47. 47. 47. And, and he could be, well, some people say 19 oh, or whatever. Yeah, I know, 47 I know. again. And on January 6th, of course, we know that that is going to be the Brunson thing is yes. happening. It's also the anniversary of the great hoax that was performed yeah. on the American people. Yes. So this is how the, just the timing, it's nothing I'm planning. It's nothing that I'm doing. It's all just, it's just, it's just how it works. It's just divine timing. So uh, you started this YouTube channel and you're discussing George magazine. Did mm -hmm. that give you the, because you don't have a, you didn't go to journalism school. No. You didn't. So how do you get from YouTuber uh, talking <laughs> about George magazines to content director in George magazine? It's a great, great question. And it's, it's a great story. So all of 2022, so this year I didn't go to any Patriot events and I was really planning to go to a big one. I wanted to save it because, you know, I've got a family and I wanted to save it uh, a chance to go to one that where there would be the most speakers. So the one I landed and I wanted to go somewhere fun too. Okay. So I saw that the reawaken tour was going to be in Virginia beach. So I thought, perfect. All right, I'll go to that event and I'll see all these speakers and Charlie Ward was flying over and I know Charlie through some of the other uh, uh, shows that I've done. So I thought he might never come back here with the way things are with this thing. You know, I don't know if I'll ever get to meet him in person again. So I thought there's a whole combination of things. I just wanted to meet all these different, you know, content creators and Patriots. So I went there and the second day Gene Ho was there and he, I walked in late to his speech cause it was, I think it was one of the first ones. I walked in late to his speech and I see a George magazine cover. This one, hold on, let me find it. I see this up on the screen and I was like, wait a second, George magazine. And by this time I'd have like, you know, 30 episodes on my YouTube channel. So I was very and, and well Rachel, heard. just let me interrupt for one second because uh, I think most people are familiar with the, uh, the survival guide to the future one. Uh, yes. But most of my audience is actually on audio only. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's, it's the cover where, uh, you have Donald Trump basically in the George yes. Washington outfit, 1776 yeah. sort of thing. And when did that uh, particular one come out? So if anyone wants to Google it or go yes. on to georgeonline.com. Yep, georgeonline.com, and you can search for any of the issues. You can order any, the issue one, two, three, and four is set to come out here pretty soon. So if you wanted to see it. But the what I saw on the screen that day was a cover of George magazine with Donald Trump on the cover dressed as Paul Revere. And I thought, what is going on? So Gene announced that day that George was coming back. So of course I had to go talk to him, you know, when he was back out at his booth selling his book, Trumpography, I went out and I introduced myself and, you know, I didn't hear from him for a while. I thought maybe he thinks, you know, I'm weird or I'm crazy or something for doing the George magazines. I, I don't know. But then eventually he did send me an email and he said, yes, let's, let's have you, what I was going to do initially was just write an article 
in each George magazine called the George Vault. And I was going to talk about the old George magazines and have an article in the new uh, magazine about those things. Which is the great longer we got to sell past issues. Yeah. Yep. And then um, how I got to be the content director, I think, you know, I wanted to, it was for me when I went to college, it was either journalism or exercise science because I was a college athlete. So my, in my 18 year old brain, I thought, well, I don't need a degree to write. I can write anytime I want to. It's just kind of a creative outlet for me. So, so I decided to go get a degree in exercise science. And then I didn't know what I was going to do with that. So I got a master's degree. I stayed two extra years and got a master's degree in it. Currently not using it at all, but it did teach me how to research. It taught me how to follow through. It taught me how not to procrastinate. Um, <laughs> taught me to be organized. So there's a lot of good lessons I learned from that. And well, not only that, applying it to current day, uh, if you have a master's in exercise science, you can tell when others are not exercising science. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. So I did work in wellness for, you know, eight years or so. And then I entered a whole other career um, from there. So anyway, I... I did want to be a journalist. I've always wanted to be a writer. So it's just interesting how this comes back full circle to me landing up where I can write. And I am, it's weird that you're saying you're a journalist because I feel like I am. And I feel like had I gotten a journalism degree from one of those colleges, oh. who knows what I would have come out as, you know, cause I, I did, I, I was a Democrat when I graduated with my master's degree because that's kind of the way I'm not saying they force you to become a Democrat. It's just kind of the accepted, uh, you it's know, the herd mentality. It is. Yeah. yeah. But then when you enter the real world and you pay your taxes and you kind of see how things really go and where your tax money goes and you don't agree with what they're spending it on, it makes you start thinking differently. So, well, and Rachel, I'll put this forth to you. Uh, as your as eyes are more opened, we are all realizing now that there is no right and left, and it's always been a uniparty. It, so exactly. right and left is just the divide and conquer strategy and to make you feel that you have a voice, but they're all on the same page, right? Reading oh, from yeah. the same script. I would I would totally agree with that. Well, and this $1.7 trillion bill proved it. I know. Just reading through some of those items, I'm like Michelle Obama, what was it, a trail or something? Like, who who made these up? Who put those in there? And who? Yeah, and not a dollar can go towards the the, the southern border. However, we want to protect everyone else's. <laughs> you know, yeah, like more money for Ukraine. Oh, you know, let's goodness. let's arm them, but we can't arm ourselves. It's just none none of it makes sense. And if people can't see the contradictions at this point, I don't know. I don't know it's, how well it's actually being done to dehumanize you. It's actually being done to humiliate us. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's are working. You, are you of the belief that uh, we are being subverted? Like our country, we're being taken over from the inside out, like a lot of people believe. Through well, there, there's, the evidence is overwhelming to support that. It's yes. not a thesis. It's a if you look up what a color revolution is, uh, this is exactly the playbook. And and the fact that there's millions and millions of people pouring in now uh, on top of who already was in here, CCP, um, <laughs> it's, it, listen, it, it's a real thing. And not, listen, and 
I, I'm broadcasting from Canada. We, we've allowed Chinese troops on the northern border <laughs> right now and, and amassed. And, you know, there's all, it's certainly an invasion and mm -hmm. people really need to start to stand up. And by the way, um, Rachel, you might not know this, but uh, on Tuesday I did a show with kind of a strange dichotomy question of what we're supposed to do and everything. Uh, yesterday when I'm walking my dog, I got the idea. So wow. Tuesday in the new year, I'm going to hopefully present it to you. I need to consult my prayer team and some pastors before I go out on this ledge. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing what comes to you when you're just walking your dog or just the most mundane tasks. Just all of a sudden, some will pop up in your mind. It, it's kind of an scary. ongoing joke on this broadcast because I, when I'm walking my dog or when I'm in the shower, God speaks to me. I don't know why. The shower's a big one. I think it's because you don't have technology and there's no distractions. Like you're, you can't take your phone in the shower. Well, you shouldn't take your phone in the shower. And you know, you're just there and you got a good 15 minutes where you're just get yourself clean and you have time to think uninterrupted. Yeah. yeah. And well, but or even, I'm not even thinking about anything. It's just, my mind is emptied. I'm just doing the routine, got to get it done and yeah. move on with the day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay. So now you've become the content director of George magazine. I want to give out the, and by the way, it's everyone should subscribe to it georgeonline.com. Uh, it's brilliant. And Gene Ho, who will be on the show uh, in the coming weeks, maybe next week, maybe the one after, we'll figure it out. Uh, the man is brilliant and his story is actually very touching. I was so touched by him. I don't want to really bring him on to uh, talk about George as much, but just kind of the story that he gave at that uh, that event because it was brilliant. But let's talk about George Magazine for a minute, and let's talk about its origins. George 1.0, if you will. Uh, you're probably the greatest expert on it right now. Uh, we have that infamous, uh, you know, uh, the plan for the future sort of thing. Yes. But let's talk about some of the other things. That, who was behind it? JFK Jr., of mm -hmm. course. And it was political satire, pop culture, which it is today as well. Mm -hmm. um, I probably could have described it better, but it, along those lines, political commentary, satire, and some pop culture stuff. But what are some of the great moments of George 1.0 that you want to talk about? All right. Well, the first George came out in October, November of 1995, and it was the marrying of politics and pop culture, like you said, because JFK Jr. saw where things were going, where you almost have to entertain people to keep their um, attention span. It's even gotten worse in 2022. I mean, we don't make our articles as long as the first George because people just don't have the time or the attention span to read nine page long articles like we're in the first issue of George. There were a lot of different uh, article editors or writers or, you know, contributors, some were from the left, some were from the right, some were independent. So you really got the whole, you got the whole gamut of the entire political scene. Obviously JFK Jr. was a Democrat. So he would write a, an editor's letter and every single issue that he, while he was still alive in 1999 was when he 
uh, the, the plane crash happened July 1999. After that, another editor named Frank Lolly took over, and obviously they would share their thoughts in these editors' letters. But um, there's all kinds of advertisements, for instance. The very first inaugural issue, when you open it up, there's a contents page, and then on the other side is the infamous Tiffany Blue Box. And for your viewers and listeners who aren't familiar with what the significance of that is to the, the color Tiffany blue, um, on Inauguration Day, Melania, Melania was wearing a Tiffany blue dress. And they walked down, I don't know what street it is, but on Inauguration Day, they were walking down in the parade. And um, they walked up to the Obamas and they gave them a Tiffany blue box. Okay, so no big deal, right? Have you heard this story, Jeff? Do you know about this? I'm familiar with it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just educating the people who aren't. Yeah, please do. Um, after JFK Jr. and his wife, Carolyn Bissett, and her sister passed away in this plane crash, their bodies. Apparently. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> um, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything here, but um, their boxes, their, their bodies were placed in Tiffany blue boxes, their their remains were placed in these boxes and scattered at sea, their, their ashes were. So the significance of that, now imagine if that JFK Jr.'s body, his ashes were scattered from a Tiffany blue box, Melania Trump is wearing Tiffany blue dress, and the, the language of semaphore is very much at play with the Trump team and with everyone around it, with the flags that he has used after rallies. I find all of that so fascinating. It is. It's so fascinating to me. Like, what are they saying with that color? What are they saying with that tie? Because it all, I, I won't say it all means something, but a lot of times they are sending a message with what It's premeditated. Yes. And that sounds crazy. I know I sound like a conspiracy theorist again, but it's true. It's called the language of semaphore. Look it up if you aren't familiar. Um, so yeah, inauguration day. Melania is wearing Tiffany blue. They give the, the Obamas a Tiffany blue box. It's just, and then you got George Magazine. And I was just talking oh, can, about I, can I just stop you there for one second? Yeah, yep. Do you know what was in the Tiffany blue box? I feel like I might've heard, but tell me, Jeff, if you know, share. So it took a couple years uh, after it, but Michelle Obama was on the Ellen show. Okay. And she revealed what was in the Tiffany blue box. Okay. Share. It would, she didn't say what was in the picture frame, but she said they gave us a picture frame. Okay. Now here is just my speculation and that's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's one of two things I'm leaning towards. Number one, I will bet you that inside the picture frame was Barry Satoro's birth certificate. Oh, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool if that was the case. Because you remember that whole thing started, yes. and, and if anything really publicly got 45 to run, it was that ridicule at the media party that started it. So I'll I'll bet you it was a copy of the certificate yeah. from Kenya. However, <laughs> theory number two, not as likely, but probably more fun, was a picture of a gentleman named Michael Robinson <laughs> I who was later was the author of the book Becoming Michelle interesting I've never thought of it like that see words matter too 
that's a perfect example of words matter. I was going to ask you if, if that was the Ellen episode where Michelle was dancing. I don't <laughs> believe it was the same one, but yes, that, that, that certainly would play into the, and that video out my audience is familiar with that video. Yeah, okay. uh, there, there's some junk in the trunk folks. <laughs> just, just say that. And, and may I say even impressive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, the first time I saw that, I'm like, that's not normal. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> so, so continue. You, uh, we, I, I just had to interrupt because of the Tiffany blue box. Please continue. Yes. Okay. So I, I go on tangents. So I apologize. I just kind of go, I meander. Um, but that's another, there's all kinds of things in these magazines. That's another example, the Tiffany blue box and the, the Tiffany blue wording was, the, on the contents page, the Trump cover, the 47th cover I spoke of earlier has a Tiffany blue George above it. And in that article, it says, who needs the white house when you have Mar-a-Lago to impress your friends? It was all about what did that come out. Uh, that was February, March of 2000. And of course, Mar-a-Lago, before he owned it, was known as the Winter yes. White House. Exactly. Yep. And interestingly enough, this is funny. I don't know if your audience might get a kick out of this, but there's another heading in it that says, Trump, a critic said, Trump is a master at finding the media's G-spot. <laughs> Hilarious, because he's still, <laughs> to this day... He knows the buttons to push. So it was just funny that that those were the, the little subheadings inside of it. But Th That's incredible going back to, you know, 22 years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I could go on and on. There's I have 40, almost 47, 46 episodes of different things. Some of them are just um, some of them are just articles. So, for instance, the congressional hearing on UFOs. So I found an article at George that spoke of aliens and the presidents who believed in the aliens and liked that kind of sci-fi stuff. So I read that. So it always pertains to current events in some way, shape or form. So. You know what this is telling me, honestly, is I think I have to do what you did and go out and get all of those old ones and go through them because, well, there's a saying in modern vernacular, future proves past. Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. And it just seems like the, the, the coincidences, uh, and I use that term very loosely, are yeah. overwhelming. Yes. Yep. It's, I've got so many things floating through my mind. Which one do I talk about next? Which one should I say? But honestly, um, if you want to, you can go to George online. You can purchase these magazines. You can read the George Vault. Um, for instance, okay, I'll, I'll share this one because this is an interesting one too. Uh, December, our December issue of George, the new George, George 2.0, my George vault was about the August 2000 issue, which features two covers. So there were four months where two covers were featured instead of just one. But this one was the uh, convention, the special convention issue. On one cover, you have JFK pointing, and it's kind of like a black cover, and the, there's a red George on top. Okay, and then you have another cover with Ronald Reagan on the cover, and it's got a Tiffany Blue George on top, and he's wearing a, a white cowboy hat. So there's these two presidents, and now we know in 2022, we know 
you know, the significance of these two presidents and what they were attempting to do. And on the cover, it says, who will make us proud again? And I think that's an interesting question just because at the end of every Trump speech, he says, we will make America proud again before he goes on to say, you know, we'll make America great again. But I just think it's interesting. And I said this in the article that I feel that Trump is answering the, that magazine's question, who will make us proud again? He didn't say I will make America proud again. He said we will make America proud again. So it's just very, there's these little, you know, nuances. And now having the experience of putting a magazine together and getting to choose which article goes where, what page, you know, which one, which ad follows this article. It's just interesting because now I see how it was put together. And there's always plausible deniability in these things, which is you, you need that. You need it. Yes. Of you need course. It. When it's uh, printed and put out there, it's forever. Yeah. And that's what I love about these magazines is it's, it's not online. You can't change it. You can't change the information in these. I still have all the articles of what people believed in 1995. I have pictures of certain Hollywood stars with certain politicians that now is like, Ooh, Oh, that's an interesting combo. So it's like a, um, a time capsule, if you will, of uh, past political truths. But, but not only that, and uh, and I'm going to let it slip out here. Um, you advise not to, so I won't say much. It's okay. You can. I'll. I'll, I'll kind. Of, I think you're good. Go ahead, Jeff. But the, the most famous one, of course, is that uh, one from 97, The Survival Guide to the Future. Yes. And uh, People who can see, I'll, I'll hold it up. Just Actually, just read the couple things on the cover for the listening audience, a couple of the significant blurbs on okay. the cover of that one. So uh, it says, good news, live forever, love your job. It has Mount Rushmore on it, and the moon is in the background, and it's got a futuristic-looking blonde who's saluting the, the camera. It says, uh, survival guide to the future, the end of social security, what's broken and how to fix it. Uh, Bill Gates talks to John Kennedy about Murdoch money and world domination. <laughs> can politically incorrect Bill Maher, Maher, I can never say his last name, make it in the big time indictment day. Will Hillary get busted? And Carl Sagan's farewell address. And So Bill Maher right now is switching sides seemingly. Uh, so yeah. really interesting timing, even today to today. So you're planning on uh, doing or, or uh, yeah, you're, you guys are planning on putting out kind of a repeat of that 25 years later, which will be this February. Yes. So Gene Ho was very adamant that this February, which is exactly 25 years after the first survival guide to the future, we're going to release a second survival guide to the future in February of 2023, and it's going to feature some prophecies from Kim Clement, which are very interesting. So um, if your readers are into George Magazine and into the Survival Guide to the Future, you're definitely going to want to read the February issue. You should read all of them. They're all great, okay? But definitely the February one will be well, awesome. So not only that, you know, God... Had you guys are believers, first of all. I want to say, like, Gene is, you are, and you'd mentioned, uh, you know, other people behind the scenes. I don't know if I have permission to say their names, but you guys are all believers. So, and and you also know the structure and the original intention 
of the magazine. And I, I'll just put forth that, you know, God can give you guys the same thing because he's given you this opportunity again. And just even the way you fell into this, Rachel, uh, it just seems ordained by God in, in some ways. And I'm not trying to put anything on it that isn't. I'm not speaking for God, but it seems that way. And I think that there's something deeper here than meets the eye. And whether even the participants making George Magazine realize it or not, we have to at least consider the possibility when we consider the stories of the people that God put in motion to be producing this magazine. So I'm super excited for it. Yeah. But like I said, there's no, people ask all the time, you have no degree. You've, I have a degree. I have two degrees, just not in journalism. You know, how did you end up as a content director of a magazine like George? I mean, it's just insane. I just said that last night. I'm like, I can't believe I am I interviewed so-and-so for a make for George magazine. How is this even possible in 2020? You know, just there's no other explanation for it other than it's just God. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. And you know, there's people in my family who don't know that I am right side blonde. They don't know that I am working at George, nothing because I'm of the belief if you find it organically, then you were meant to find it, but I'm not going to force it. We've all have the family members that, you try to tell them something and they instantly have the negativity. Draw conclusions. Yes. And you know, I decided I was going to do this whether they like it or not. So I would just rather do it in silence and make the moves I felt like I was called to make and not have the negativity, not have to deal with that negativity or the apprehension or anything, you know, from anybody. So very few people know. About this, <laughs> yeah, I don't put it, it on my personal Facebook or anything like that. But it's actually the op very similar story, but opposite words are said. You know, how did you become a podcaster, Jeff? Well, he failed at life, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you woke up. That's what happened. You woke up and you couldn't sit still. I could. I just had, I, I had dinner with my husband last night. It was actually our 10 year anniversary yesterday. Oh, well, happy anniversary to you and yeah. 10 years. That's significant. It is. Yes. Um, and I said, I'm so glad that I, cause the old Rachel would have been too scared, would have been too, you know, shy. And it's like something just clicked in me and I just felt absolutely called to do this. I, I probably, it's like an itch you had to scratch and you couldn't, mm -hmm. you couldn't relax until you just did that. It was like that times 10. So I said, you know, it's just, it was meant to be. I don't know how else to describe it. I was just completely called. Like I had no option. I had to do this. So here I am. Yeah. And I think, I think anyone who puts their face out publicly uh, has experienced the exact same thing. I, when I found out what was happening to children and stuff like that, there's no way I'm going to go stand in front of my Lord and say, I knew and I did nothing. Exactly. And so what could I do? I, I never went to journalism school, broadcasting school, you know, I'm the last guy you'd think you would be doing this, but here I am because I felt called and I stepped out and uh, I'd suggest to the audience, you're being called to do something that might not be to be on YouTube or, you know, a podcaster or a blogger, but you're meant to do something, maybe even just to support uh, Right Side Blondie or George Magazine or even Right On Radio for that matter. 
Yep. And and honestly, I think that I love the idea of these just ragtag Americans or people in Canada, you know, whoever taking back their country. It's just the most patriotic thing I can think of that, you know, we're not perfect. We're not, we're not the most, we don't have all these degrees to back up what we're doing, but we have the passion and that's what you need. You, you know, the knowledge that you have the knowledge that something's not right. That's all you need. And there were a lot of times when I thought I'm not the right person for this. I'm not the right person for that. Well, if, if it's not me, then who is it going to be? Exactly. Who is I'm going so to glad this? you said that. So that's been my mentality, Jeff. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Hey, go to georgeonline.com and at least check out the website. I hope you'll subscribe. It's worth it. <clears throat> I'm getting over a bit of a cold. Excuse me. It, it is worth it. And uh, Rachel, I, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. I hope, will, will you come back? Absolutely. This has been for, wonderful. For more abuse. <laughs> but There's no abuse here at all. It was wonderful. So I appreciate you having me on. Uh, well, listen, I certainly appreciate you. So go to georgeonline.com. Don't forget the Sunday show, the Proverbs, and my Liberty Stand. Uh, God bless each and every one of you. And remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. <laughs>